college basketball tournaments are back, and so are brackets. Get comfy on your couch, turn off that Zoom camera, and sign up for your men's and women's USA Today sports bracket. Register at brackets.usatoday.com. Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. I don't really care too much about, you know, who's throwing the ball. As crazy as that may sound as a receiver, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not chasing anything yet. You know, what I'm saying I'm going out here being the best player that I could be. You know, and trying to impact the teams that I'm on, impact the the players, impact the coaches. You know, and and things like that. Because, like I said before, man, um, as a player, you know, you can kind of factor those into different decisions. But at the end of the day, man, it's a league where dudes get hurt. You know, players get traded. You know, it's a lot of things. You know, so you have to factor in you know, the the totality of everything rather than just who's throwing me the ball. Because as we saw, you know, I actually knew somebody personally who went to go play with the Colts, you know, and then um, Andrew Luck retired that preseason, you know, and, and that was a decision that he solely made to really go play with Andrew Luck, you know. So, I mean, it's a lot of different things that you can kind of factor in. But for myself, you know, the, the biggest thing is that, man, when I go into that training mode and offseason, I really, ever since my second, well, after my second year, you know, I've really foolproof my games. I don't care who's throwing the ball. I don't care who's calling the plays. You know, like like I'm 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 out here. I'm in that mode where I'm trying to continue to get better and impact everybody around me on the offensive side of the ball. Well, there's Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson on the Chris Collinsworth podcast, Alyssa, talking about how it doesn't really matter to him who's throwing the passes. Doesn't really matter who's calling the plays. That's a good thing for Allen because the uh, Bears have placed the franchise tag on Robinson, so. He probably has no idea who his quarterback is and has no idea who's calling the plays in 2021, but looks like he'll be back with the Bears unless they go and trade him. I'm trying to figure out what's going on here, but I want to get your take on it. All right, so sounds like they haven't really talked to Robinson about his contract. Corderell Patterson tweeted not so long ago that, hey, Allen Robinson and I, we're wondering what's going on. Nobody wants to talk to us about our contract from the Bears. And then, boom, 11th hour, the Bears go ahead and place the franchise tag on Allen Robinson. So what is going on here, Alyssa? I don't think anyone's really surprised that the Bears used the franchise tag on Robinson. I mean, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago when Ryan Pace was, you know, talking about the importance of having Robinson on this team, he sounded like someone that was going to make sure he stayed and. Basically, he was going to use a franchise tag because right now the salary cap situation, as we know, is just like a complete and utter mess. Uh, so, you know, at this point, I, I don't expect them to trade him. I think I, I'm hoping that they take this time before July 15 to work out a long term extension, because especially with the salary cap right now, his cap hit's going to be, you know, roughly 15 million it'll actually be less if they can work out a long-term extension. They could, they could piece it together that way. So, you know, it would actually be in everyone's best interest, obviously keeping your best offensive player on the team and, you know, helping free up some cap space for a team that currently is almost $20 million over factoring in uh, Robinson's uh, franchise tag. So, you know, you know, we know that Robinson is not happy. He was, he's been acting, if you've seen on Twitter, he's been acting like somebody that knew it was coming. His agent knew it was coming. They were preparing for it. You know, he has said that he's not, you know, necessarily ruling out, you know, holding out, you know, and trying to force a trade like, you know, Stefan Diggs did. 
So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But, you know, Allen Robinson, like you were saying, it doesn't matter the quarterback or who's calling plays. I mean, he's been an absolute team player over the last three years. I mean, just looking at what he's had to work with, or even over his entire career, when you look at Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles and what he's been able to do in spite of just the absolute horrendous quarterback play. You know, Robinson is someone that deserves a long-term extension. I really hope that Pace is... Pace used the franchise tag to buy some more time. They really need to get back to contract negotiations, lock him down. He's someone that deserves it. He's a great guy on the field, off the field. And, you know, can you imagine if, you know, the Bears go out and get, a, you know, an actual quarterback? You know, Robinson could have, you know, an actually good, maybe great quarterback throwing to him for the first time in his career. Yeah, and, you, and I noticed you didn't say the name. So good for you, Alyssa. Uh, but yeah, I, I have to, and we're, we're going to get there. Um, first of all, that sound of Robinson talking on the Chris Collinsworth podcast, I just want to say it wasn't like he, you know, that just came out. That was a few weeks ago. So it's not like Robinson just came out and said that. I just felt like that was kind of a fun little piece of sound to play. You know, maybe Pace is just happy to pay Robinson, like you said, the $15, 16000000 million this year and then wait and see what next year uh, you know, when the cap situation is going to be a lot different, there's probably going to be more money to play with. Maybe he's happy there because it does worry me a little bit that there haven't been substantial contract talks since September. Now, correct me if I'm wrong there, Alyssa, but the sides haven't really been working on this deal. So how much confidence can Bears fans really have that they're going to get this thing done by July, right? Like not a lot. I don't have a ton of faith in that. Yeah, I think that most Bears fans would agree there. I think we're kind of hoping at this point that, you know, Ryan Pace kind of comes to his senses because with, you know, Robinson, you know, with using the franchise tag, because Robinson is, he's been a good soldier. I mean, he's done everything. He hasn't complained, especially with all of the crap he's had to put up with, especially over the last couple of years uh, on this offense. The thing that you risked with the franchise tag was just kind of, it was just a complete and utter lack of this, you know, complete and utter lack of respect for him, especially when, you know, pace in the past. And he even talked about it uh, in his press conference a couple weeks ago about how he rewards players who have earned those contracts. And you kind of look at some of the guys that he signed over the years, like Akeem Hicks and Cody Whitehair, you know, Charles Leno, Bobby Massey, who was just released, you know, where they've earned those other contracts. And you look at Robinson and what he's been able to accomplish despite just the mess on offense. You know, he's someone that is well-deserving. He believes he's well-deserving. He, he knows that he's earned a lot of money that he's really good at his job and how, you know, what he's been able to do just, you know, despite just like the mess on offense. And I think the fracture of the relationship between them, it worries me about, you know, signing a contract extension. If he, if pace tries to wait, you know, obviously until, you know, next off season, but again, that's assuming that Robinson doesn't hold out and, you know, maybe they do end up trading him because the relationship is so fractured. I mean, it's definitely going to be a situation to monitor, but you really hope that, they can get something done here or at the very least resume contract negotiations and start talking because like the latest, you know, the last report that we got is that, and this was, you know, a few weeks ago that they hadn't talked since last September, which was when obviously we know when, you know, he deleted all of his stuff on social media, their stuff, and it kind of went public and that was the last time. And it's kind of a shocker. And you really hope that at least now you they get the contract negotiations going up again. Let him know we're going to take care of you. We're trying to work around the salary cap. You know, just kind of reassure him because you don't want to fracture the relationship any further than it already has or, you know, he's going to walk next year. We don't want this thing to get ugly with Robinson. And, and it feels like that's at least one path that it could go. But, yeah, the other path is 
Let's do something to make Robinson happy. Let's, like you said, work on a long-term deal. Let's get those conversations going. Or let's go get him a quarterback. Maybe he would care about who's throwing him the football, Alyssa, if he had a franchise kind of quarterback. Now, I said this last week. I did not want to go here. I did not want to get my hopes up for Russell Wilson. I just don't want to believe in the hype. But then Dak Prescott signs the big contract with Dallas. I I did not see that coming. I thought he was going to get franchise tagged. I thought that thing was going to get drawn out as well. But now with Dak staying in Dallas, yes, the Bears are now more – they have more percentage points to get Wilson, right? Because now it's down to the Bears, the Raiders, and the Saints. And I'm now – I'm seeing the reports that the Bears have prioritized trying to trade for Wilson. Still sounds like Seattle's not going there. But now I think we have to actually take the Russell Wilson sweepstakes seriously. So you're fully wrapped up in this thing, aren't you? You like you, like you're in it. Oh, I'm all over it. I mean, anytime something's coming out, a tweet, a quote, I'm all over this because I mean, I'm invested as a Bears fan. But also, I mean, it's just Bears fans want to know. So that stuff has been doing very, very well with Russell Wilson. You know, it, it all comes down to do the Seahawks or are they going to part ways with him? They continue to insist not. But the fact that they have been fielding phone calls for him, unlike Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans, where, I mean, they're letting it go to voicemail, but they're not really entertaining the thought. It just really sounds like the Seahawks are more willing, if the price is right, uh, to part ways. And if there is a team that is willing to, who's just completely desperate and will do literally anything to get a franchise quarterback, it's the Bears. And you kind of think of the last three teams remaining, the Bears, the Raiders, and the Saints, and just kind of, I don't know if it's just me and my Bears bubble here, but I, you know, I, I, I watched, you know, NFL Network, ESPN, but I mean, when you hear Russell Wilson or, or there are trade to, or there are talks about a potential Russell Wilson trade, it's always the Bears that are mentioned. You know, I don't, you don't really hear a lot about the Raiders or about the Saints or even about the Cowboys before the Prescott extension. So, I mean, it, it's really hard not to get caught up in it, but I feel because the bears are desperate enough to give up whatever it takes. And Adam Schefter even said, you know, there is nobody that is untouchable in trading for a franchise quarterback, someone who would be the best quarterback in franchise history in 101 years, just from the moment he signs the contract, you know, before when he, when he joins the bears. So, you know, with Wilson, it's, if he's, if the Seahawks are going to trade him, my gut's telling me he's going to end up in Chicago. I, I agree with you. And I'm not locked in the Chicago bubble. I'm kind of on the outside. I'm out here freezing in New Hampshire. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think they have the best shot. Let's look at the three teams remaining. The Cowboys are out. They signed Dak Prescott. They don't need a quarterback. The Saints, they just tagged Marcus Williams, which I thought was kind of a, a big little story. I didn't know. like They've been in like a, this weird cap situation. They're way over the cap. They were like... They were $100 million over, and then they were $70 million over, and then they got down to around 50 And now they placed the franchise tag on Marcus Williams, who is you know, just their stud safety that's been starting since day one for them. So their cap situation, the fact that they still have to figure out Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, that whole thing, I just don't think that it's really feasible they're going to be after Russell Wilson. Oh, by the way, they only have four draft picks in 2021. Uh, or, or maybe they got a comp pick added to that. Maybe it's five now, but... It's just unlikely they're going to be sending this big haul over to the Bears. They got all kinds of stuff they got to figure out. I think the Saints, not really in on Russell Wilson, even if they wanted to be. And then Vegas. Derek Carr's coming off the best his best season as a pro, right? He signed through 2022. His cap hits are like around $22 million. Maybe they could restructure that. Not terrible, crazy, unreasonable money, though, for uh, a starting quarterback in, in the league. And I think John Gruden, he likes Derek Carr. 
Derek Carr was 11th in passing yards last year. They Their offense isn't the problem in, in Vegas. It's the defense. And they just hired Gus Bradley. They're trying to fix that thing. I think Vegas is fine on the offensive side of the football. I don't know if they're going to unleash the hall that's going to take to bring in Russell Wilson. The Bears, though, Alyssa, as you just said, they're the team, right? They've got the pieces. They've got it all. They've got Khalil Mack, Nick Foles, Akeem Hicks, Robert Quinn, Kyle Fuller, uh, Jalen Johnson, draft picks, whatever you want, Seattle. Ryan Pace wants to keep his job, as you brilliantly have been writing about. He wants to keep his job. What do you want? What hall do you want? We're ready to talk. And I just think it's got to be the Bears. They're number one. If Russell Wilson does leave Seattle, which is still, uh, I still think it's a pipe dream. But if that happens, I think he's going to be a Bear. And that's kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at the other two teams, the Saints and the Raiders, and they have the one one thing in common that the Bears don't, and that's options at quarterback. I mean, it's not really a surprise to hear, but, you know, that the Bears, they were, you know, kind of inquiring about the status of Derek Carr and trading for him. Like, they're going after everyone this offseason. So, I mean, the Raiders, it sounds like they're committed to, you know, Carr. And then with the Saints, you know, they have Taysom Hill and, you know, Jameis Winston. So they definitely have options. I mean, and Chicago has Nick Foles and the 20th overall draft pick. So that's not really going to do much. So they are, and the word just that continues to come up is desperate. Like, they really are especially because you look at the other situations, you know, Gruden's status in, in Vegas, he's not going anywhere. You know, Sean Payton's status, he's not going anywhere. Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, you know, they're not promised past this year. And with Pace calling the shots and knowing his job's on the line that he needs to make a move. And if he can make a move that GMs in the past before him haven't been able to do to get the best quarterback in franchise history, that's something that would preserve his job most definitely and really help this team May, you know, get back, you know, to being a perennial playoff team and, you know, make a Super Bowl run because they would have the one thing that they haven't had since the 1940s, which is a franchise quarterback. All right. Well, coming up next, Alyssa, had, she put out there seven predictions for the Bears of free agency and spoiler alert, she's already two for two of her seven. So now we really have to pay attention to your list, Alyssa. We got to see what else. This is what's going to happen in free agency for the Bears. We'll get to that coming up next. <laughs> Okay, Alyssa, so I was scrolling through Bears Wire, came across your article, seven predictions for Bears and free agency. I'm like, all right, here we go. What do we got here? Open it up. Bears move on from right tackle, Bobby Massey. Congratulations, you nailed that one. Allen Robinson gets the franchise tag. So you're already two for two on your seven predictions for the Bears and free agency. So no pressure. No pressure. I know you're, you're trying to ace this test. So we'll see what happens here. So I want to go through the rest of your list because clearly you're all over this thing. So this is number three, that defensive end Roy Robertson Harris and tight end Jimmy Graham will be out. I kind of agree with you there, especially on the Jimmy Graham piece. Number four, you said the Bears would let Corderell Patterson walk. I think we kind of see that coming. Uh, I think his price tag for what he brings uh, a little too high. Mitchell Trubisky signs with a new team. Maybe even my Patriots, Alyssa, we'll have to see. But, you know, that's a that that one is like, that one's the one that, that's a gimme. The teacher puts that one on the test as a gimme, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was the freebie. <laughs> yeah, that was the freebie. And then Bears bring back their specialists, including kicker Cairo Santos. And I'll just give you credit for this if Santos is back, because I think he's the big name there. So how you feeling? You're two for two already. So you have five more to go. How you feeling? You think you can get 100% on this? I think I can because a lot of them, they're, they're very predictable moves given the salary cap situation. Like with Roy Robertson Harris, he's somebody that has just, you know, been a stalwart on this defensive line, a success story, a former undrafted free agent who's become an integral part of that defensive line. But, 
you know, with the salary cap situation, the Bears aren't going to be able to afford him. And, you know, he's already kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, it's that he's not going to be back. Uh, and he actually, you know, just he's able to, I think, uh, he just had successful shoulder surgery or he's recovered from it. So he's going to be able to work out for teams and he should get a, a big payday. So he can be one of those guys that gets the bears a compensatory pick uh, for next year. Um, Jimmy Graham. I mean that at one point I'm kind of convinced because, you know, Graham and Russell Wilson have the, the Seattle connection. So I'm like mm, wondering if the I bears like are kind of yes. holding on to him and trying to use him to lure, you know, Wilson to Chicago. He's bait. He's, but, you know, he's Russell Wilson bait. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but then at the same time, it just makes sense to cut him. I mean, you're going to save seven million in cap space. You can there are other tight ends that are cheaper to sign out there. You have Cole Komet. You know, it, it's, it's a move that makes sense that I'm expecting. I think they're going to try to, you know, drag it out as long as they possibly can uh, in order. I don't know, maybe for the Russell Wilson sweepstakes, as we've been talking about Cordero Patterson. It's another salary cap issue because, you know, he was paid five million dollars last year. And you look at the other return specialists. And, you know, the next highest was like one point something million, you know, the Bears just simply can't afford to pay him that kind of money, you know, when they're already over 20 million over the, the salary cap. So, you know, he's someone who I really want him back. And I know he wants to be back. I know Bears fans want him back. And I mean, unless they can, you know, sign him to maybe like a multi-year deal and kind of, you know, really, you know, really, you know, get a team friendly contract and really, you know, have his cap hit be less this year, you know, maybe that could happen, but I just, you know, I don't, sometimes I don't like going with my gut, Ryan, and this one tells me that Patterson won't be back. Oh, I think that one I mean, will be the most painful for you. I know you like yeah. you like Patterson, so that that's going that one yeah. will hurt a little bit. Especially, you know, especially because Bears, you know, we don't do quarterbacks, we do do kick returners. Uh, so. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and you know, I know we talked about Mitch, and you know, I hope he does go to your Patriots, Ryan, because I think that he, I mean, he definitely could do well with a a change of scenery, and you know better offensive coaches, I think, and with Bill Belichick as well. So, I mean, I'm, I think at this point it's, it's clear that Mitch isn't coming back, even though, you know, pace is like, you know, Oh, we're not ruling anything out. It's clear. Everyone knows, including Mitch, he knows as well. And then like you were saying, the specialist, which this one, I'm a little, you know, this one might be the one I'm a little the most nervous about because I do think the Bears will bring back Cairo Santos. You know, they, they are always like cutting it really close to deadlines it's it's just kind of infuriating. So, like, as we're getting closer to the deadline, we're a week out as we film this episode. So, you know, I, I think that with the salary cap situation and I think they could bring back O'Donnell, their punter, and Scales, the long snapper. I'm hoping that Santos comes back because they do have Eddie Pinera if they wanted. Uh, so, I mean, I'm hoping that they sign Santos, but that's the one where I'm a little a little iffy. Everything else I'm pretty confident about. Well, and you're 9 to 5, you're a teacher, so this is this is kind of fun talking about this. This is like an exam, so we're grading your test here <laughs> on your seven yes. predictions. So we're, we're going to get the answers, though, next week. We're going to get the answers to this test. Like mm-hmm. It's not going to take long. Monday, Tuesday, we're going to start hearing it, and then Wednesday, that's the official start of free agency next Wednesday. So are you ready for this? It's going to be free agency bonanza. It's going to be It's going to be wild. It's going to be a lot of fun to cover it. Oh, I'm ready. I remember la- uh, this time last year during it was like just when the pandemic had kind of started and, you know, it was spring break and I sat in front of my computer for the entire day from eight o'clock in the morning to five o'clock at night. Just I was afraid. I remember to go get lunch or go to the bathroom just in case something news broke, you know, just kind of refreshing Twitter. And, you know, it was crazy. It's always a lot of fun, though, you know, the free agency. So, you know, we'll see what happens, especially because the Bears have quite a few holes to fill, you know, ahead of you know, the off season, they had 30 guys 
that were free agents. So, you know, we'll start, we'll see what they do, but it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's amazing when you look at guys that are getting cut around the league because everyone's so tight up mm-hmm. against the cap and there are just so many names at every position. It's going to be a bidding war, but it's not going to be the same kind of bidding war as it's been in, in the past. I think guys are going to have to, you're going to see a lot of like one-year deals, type those type of things, like short money contracts as teams try to navigate this really weird off season where there's just not a lot of room to not a lot of wiggle room so it's gonna be fascinating but yeah there's there are a lot of players out there the wide receiver list is just insane there's so many names and you could do that with every position so i'm super excited i think it's gonna be really fun and uh Alyssa, great stuff as always always fun talking to you i'm ryan o'leary thanks everyone for joining us we'll break all the moves down we're excited we'll, we'll do it all next week we'll talk to you then This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.